John has been covering tournaments. Let's get to all the news, all the action here on Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the uh, prep sports and activities guru at mshsl.org. You can find John's journal there. You can hear the podcast about his journeys, his travels, and all the great stories he uncovers and brings to you. Uh, this is part of talknorth.com. We recommend subscribing to the show if you like it. That's the easiest way to listen. It's also free. Also go to talknorth.com, check out all the sports, variety, and outdoor content there and you can find the archives of the shows and once again if you'll find a show you like subscribe it just makes it easier on you and again it is always free thanks to our sponsors here uh on preps day with john malay pizza barn in princeton that's jody stays great operation propane minnesota propane propane.com also we're coming to you from the aquarius home services studios all right john Good to hear from you again. Tell me what's Sorry. going on with the tournaments. Yeah, Jim, we're, we're wrapping up the winter tournaments. Let's go back a couple weeks here. Uh, Boys State Hockey, we haven't talked since that ended. Uh, great, great tournament. We are clearly past any pandemic effects now. Uh, it, for that four-day tournament, we had more than 111,000 people inside the XL Arena. I mean, there's no, there's no high school tournament in the country like that. Another huge success. Congrats to the state champions, Minnetonka. They beat Edina in the Class 2A final. And in 1A, Matamida beat Warroad. Uh, we finished girls state basketball here on Saturday. Congrats to the four state championship teams, Mountain Iron Buell, Providence Academy, Benilde St. Margaret's, and St. Michael Albertville. To me, one of the best stories at this tournament was Mountain Iron Buell. I, I wrote a lengthy story about them after they won it. They had been to state now, they've been to state 12 out of 13 years, and they had not won a girls basketball state championship until until last week. An amazing, cool story. They return everybody but one senior next year, so we're going to see a lot more from the Rangers of Mountain Eye and Buell. Also, their first girls basketball title last fall, their football team was the nine-man state champ. First time they've ever won it in football. So they are, they're having a pretty good year up at Mountain Iron Buell. Congrats to everybody. Uh, last weekend, we also had the Adapted Floor Hockey State Tournament. The state champions in the PI division was Brainerd. And in the CI division, Burnsville, Farmington, Lakeville won that state championship. And I'm not going to go through all the stories I've written here in the last week or two from these tournaments. But if you go to mshsl.org, scroll down till you see John's journal. They're all there. Uh, a lot of good stuff. You know, these tournaments are so much fun for me because I get to see people that, that I only see at state tournaments, media people, some officials from around the state, some coaches. Uh, just a blast. Now, right now, we're in the middle of the final tournament of the season. Like I said, boys basketball is going on at Target Center and Williams Arena. We'll have championship games Saturday, all four championship games from Target Center Saturday on KSTC Channel 45. And if you're watching these games on TV or if you watch girls basketball, you know the voice of our of our friend Dave Lee. He's been handling TV play-by-play of the boys and girls basketball tournaments for a long time. I've I chatted with Dave at the tournaments. Just just a great guy. I've known Dave for so long. And uh, this is the 50th anniversary this winter of the first time he ever appeared on, on a radio station. Uh, you know, and he's he told me some great stories. I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast here, Jim, just to go through some of that history. It's hilarious. It's the way Dave can tell these stories. It's just a blast. So it's good to hear his voice on the basketball tournaments here. And like I said, we are days away from the end of the winter season. 
and Dave Lee does a podcast here at TalkNorth.com. You want to check that out. It's A lot of it is uh, talking about people's first concerts. I did an episode with them way back when talking about my my hair metal days uh, before I lost all my hair. <laughs> I and, did the uh, same. If, I did the same talking about yeah. when I was 12 years old or whatever. And my Aunt Mary Jo took my friend Billy and I to see Paul Revere and the Raiders at a county fair. Oh, that's fair. fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. That beats my stories. That, that's great. Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. At a county Excellent. fair. That's awesome. <laughs> right. So yeah, check out Dave's show. We have also added Joe Anderson to our, and we've got Mike Grimm on the Gophers. We have our usual sports lineup. We have uh, tons of outdoor content. Check it all out. And definitely check out the Dave Lee show. Uh, let's thank a ref, John. Yeah, this is a little outside the box. I'm thanking a ref who brought me Slim Jims at the at the girls' state tournament. Not uh, that it's all about you. Not that it's all about me and, and the stuff people bring me. But so Tim Bass is a friend of mine. He he lives in Springfield, Minnesota. Longtime basketball and football official. One of the best we have. He worked at the girls' state tournament. There's a sign of how how good he is. But during, in his day job, he Tim is a meat guy. He works in the field of meat. So. He came out to do his game. This was at the pavilion last week. I'm sitting courtside right on the center line. And Tim is the head referee. So as the teams are warming up, he's standing at the table right in front of me. And he kind of turns around and says to me under his breath, I brought you something, John. (laughs) And I knew it was meat products. So after his game was over, he got dressed, uh, came out and uh, put a big box of, of Slim Jims right in front of me. And uh, I shared them with all my friends in, in Media Row there. We all had Slim Jims, and, and he brought some for other officials. The next day, somebody tossed me a couple of Slim Jims that, that Tim had brought. So we had a lot of Slim Jims at that tournament. This first happened years ago. I was at a basketball game in southeast Minnesota, I, I uh, southwest Minnesota. I don't even remember exactly where it was, and I had tweeted that I would be there. And I didn't even know Tim, but... He, uh, he saw my tweet, so he came and he, he gave me a bunch of meat and it was just the best thing. And that's just, uh, you know, the people you get to know on this job are so much fun. So so we had a Slim Jim basketball tournament last week. Thanks to Tim Bass for taking care of all of us like that. Beautiful. The next category is an unusual category, but the Seed Corn Company of the Week. But before we get to that one, <laughs> I, I do want to go back and ask Chip Scoggins wrote about her the other day. Madden Greenway, what do you, yeah. what are you seeing out of her? Yeah, you know, she's only a ninth grader. Um, um, unbelievable. She's got offers already from every big time school you can name. And she's not very big, you know, and uh, we didn't, we never watched her dad, uh, Chad in high school, but I can almost see Chad doing the same thing. You know, she's not very big. She's a point guard. She's quicker than everybody. She's stronger than everybody. She's, she might be smarter than everybody. She's great with the ball. She's great passing. Um, and, you know, and Chad, he's been on our show. We've talked about it. Basketball was really his number one sport in high school. He was planning to walk on and play basketball at Nebraska, if I remember he's right. And then Iowa came in with a with a football offer. So then he, then he became a football player, and that worked out okay. Yeah, she's phenomenal. And the other thing is Chad and his wife have three other daughters, all younger than Maddie. And I think the number two one will be in seventh grade next year. She'll be eligible to be on the varsity. And Chad has told me about the other kids. You know, they're all a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, Maddie Greenway's uh, – she's worth the price of admission, that's for sure. She's, she scores a lot. She, she, she uh, you know, assists everything. Steals, super quick, super smart ball player. And now she's a track athlete. You know, she wins a, 
a state basketball championship with Providence Academy on a Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, and Monday uh, she was up for practice with the track team. She was part of a state championship uh, four by four last spring, which I think was her first year on the track team. Played a lot of soccer, a lot of basketball. She picked up track in the spring. So we like those multi-sport athletes. But yeah, we will have three more years of her in high school. And uh, I'm never going to compare anybody to Paige Beckers because these are two different kinds of players. But Maddie Greenway is is phenomenal. Yeah, I just it's funny. I just uh, watched a saw a video clip of Caitlin Clark in high school, and she was playing at a rival high school, and the entire uh, opposing cheering section was standing up screaming overrated at her and she <laughs> scored 42 as easy as anybody's ever yeah. scored 42. Yeah. Also, yeah, also I flashed on another thing too. Uh, covering up, I was covering a Vikings game at TCF bank stadium when the, they were in stadium transition and I ran down to the concession stand to get a hot dog or something. And there was uh, Chad Greenway's wife standing there with a Greenway Jersey on with three or four kids all wearing Greenway jerseys, just standing in line, getting concessions. There you go. There you go. Yep, yeah. there you are. She's from, I think she's from, I want, I want to say Jolie at Illinois, and by God, I can't think of her first name right now, but she was a, you know, like a cross-country captain at University of Iowa. That's where she and Chad met. So you got some genes at work there, no question about it. Yeah, and also I think uh, Chad has a great attitude toward uh, sports, too. So he does. I'm sure, <laughs> he's got all the, I think it was uh, Jennifer's, uh, Chad's wife. That sounds name. right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. No, all great right, people. Gonna, yeah, great yes. people, and be fun to watch their kids. In the future. No doubt about it. We're going to get to Seed Corn Company of the Week, National Hall of Fame honors, most valuable teammate, and spring sports. First, though, we want to hear about Jody Stay's operation in Princeton, the Pizza Barn. The Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton, uh, the pizza of the month. We talked about it before through the rest of March here. It's the it's the Reuben. It's the it's the March pizza of the month every year for I think five years now. Just like the classic Reuben sandwich, but on a pizza crust. On the, on the Pizza Barn's homemade crust, like everything else, topped with classic Reuben ingredients, Thousand Island dressing, sauerkraut, corned beef, topped with a blend of Swiss and mozzarella. It's a fan favorite every March. You talk about March Madness, go in and get that uh, Reuben pizza at the Pizza Barn, uh, available throughout the month for dine-in, takeout, take-and-bake delivery. And the Pizza Barn is hiring, uh, if it's a college student coming home for the summer, uh, anybody who's looking for for a part-time or full-time job, permanent, seasonal, uh, these pizza trucks, we know how big those are, Jim. There's two of them at the pizza barn. They're looking for staff to, to uh, drive around the state in those beautiful trucks, uh, get the food ready. Uh, they're also hiring in the restaurant for full and part-time. If you go to their website, pizzabarnprinceton.com uh, slash jobs, take you right to it. You can apply. And as always, our great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast uh, for all these years. And again, we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. We also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy 
stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane. It requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Also want to thank, shout out a couple of uh, Talk North employees. Brandon Morton is our longtime producer and Karen Cleary is our now longtime sales executive. If you want to advertise with this show or anywhere across our growing network, you can reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Now let's get to the seed corn company of the week. Yep. New category here, Jim. Uh, Goofing around on Twitter can really be fun. And this is what we've learned over the years. This is the latest example. Uh, While the Goodhue girls basketball team was playing in the state tournament at Williams Arena, I'm seated right across the court from their bench. And I took a picture there. It was St. Patrick's Day. So most of the kids from Goodhue, the student section right behind the bench, they're wearing green. And I don't know, three or four of them all standing in a row had the same identical green t-shirt on with a logo that I immediately knew what that logo was. I don't know if a lot of people do, especially if you don't have a rural farming background like I do. So I tweeted the picture, asked people to identify that logo. And oh man, was it fun. It was the logo of the Pioneer Seed Corn Company. When I was a teenager, I detasseled corn for Pioneer. Um, And then, you know, the discussion really got into the weeds about detasseling corn and walking beans and picking rock and baling hay and all that stuff. And and, then it was so much fun that that people were tweeting back, you know, here's the Pioneer seed corn cap I got from my father-in-law last time we were at the farm, just stuff like that. So if you want to go to Twitter and you're going to have to go back a ways to to St. Patrick's Day. It was really fun. Um, You know, that thing, I I don't know what Twitter impressions mean, but this thing had like 200,000 impressions on Twitter and and the back and forth, the fun people were having. So it's not all, it's not all who wins and who loses. Sometimes it's about the seed corn t-shirts in the stands. That's what I learned. So we, it is possible to have a lot of fun on Twitter. No doubt about it. Just listen to the right people, ignore the right people, just like in real life. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to the National Hall of Fame honors. Yeah, this is a big deal. Every summer at the National Federation of State High School Associations Convention, they induct roughly a dozen people under the National High School Hall of Fame. We've had a bunch from Minnesota, you know, Bob McDonald, Kevin McHale, a, a lot of great people. So this summer, when the National Federation has its convention in Seattle, uh, Dave Stead, now retired executive director of the high school league, and Bill Webb, retired uh, band director for Medina High School. We're going to have both of them inducted into the National High School Hall of Fame. That's late in June in Seattle. I'll be there for that. Um, yeah, just this is the highest honor in the high school activities world, and two very deserving people. And I've, I've kind of been keeping this under my hat for a while. We, we had a pretty good idea this was happening and, and it became official in recent days. So that's going to be great to celebrate with those folks and their families. Uh, it's just going to be super fun. So congrats to Dave Stead and Bill Webb. Excellent. All right. Now let's get to a, a, one of our true set pieces here. Most yes. valuable teammate. Yes. This week's uh, most valuable teammate Tate Twardowski is a senior at Long Prairie 
Gray Eagle. He participates in football, wrestling, and baseball. He's had a significant impact on his school's athletic programs over the four years he's been in high school. He's dedicated, hard, hardworking, a positive role model for younger athletes. He's a team captain in football and wrestling. Congrats to Tate Twardowski of Long Prairie Gray Eagle on being a most valuable teammate. One more topic to get to. Spring sports are here. We once again want to thank Pizza Barn, Propane, Aquarius Home Services, our producer, Brandon Morton. And thanks to everyone who listens. If you like the show, check out the rest of the network. If you like the network, tell people about it. Spread the word. We do appreciate it. We continue to grow and we want to keep on growing. Let's go with spring sports are here. Yeah, with the exception of boys tennis, uh, they, they start practice next week. All the other spring sports, they're up and running. Uh, practices are rolling. Yes, there's still a lot of snow on the ground. But if we're not used to this kind of weather at this point in the year, we'll never be used to it. This is Minnesota. But, you know, there's clearly some geographical advantage here. And if you go to far southern Minnesota, in some places, there's no snow. And, you know, and they've cle- if they have to clear a little, they do. Uh, there was a tweet from Rushford Peterson uh, here middle of this week, showed their baseball teams, softball teams. I don't know if it's track kids. They're outside. And then you don't have to go too far north, and, and everything's covered in snow. It certainly is here in the metro. But uh, this is where turf fields, I think, are huge, Jim. If if you can get that snow cleared off your turf fields, um, this is the time of year when you'll, you'll have a football field, which probably also hosts soccer and lacrosse, but they get the turf cleared of snow. Your baseball kids are out there throwing. Softball kids are out there throwing. The track kids are on the track. You know, you name it, they're out there. Tennis kids can be out there if the tennis courts aren't ready to go. That's one one place where turf is just huge. And there's quite a bit of turf in northern Minnesota. I, I talked recently about my first visit to Rock Ridge, this phenomenal new high school building that will open in the fall. They've got turf on their football field, baseball, softball, huge advantage if you have that. But before too long, you know, the temperatures are looking pretty good right now. We're in the 40s for a stretch here. The snow's going away, so it won't be long. Everybody will be outdoors. Outdoor games will be taking place, and uh, we'll be in full spring swing before we know it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing you tell us about all the spring sports. Uh, thanks to John for all of his great work, as always. Uh, congratulations to everyone who won a championship or got mentioned on John Malay's podcast. That's just as good a deal. And uh, thanks and thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.